longest laning in Psukim of the year. Not the longest Parsha, that's Parsha's Nasa, 176 Psukim. But uh, this combined Parshios of Matos Masai, which we finish the fourth book of uh, the Torah Sefer Bamidbor, and you, and you tie into it Rosh Chodesh, so the two Parshios themselves is 244 Psukim plus the seven psukim of Rosh Chodesh makes it 251 psukim. It's a very long laning, so I expect everybody to give a big yashar koyach to the balkoire after shul on Shabbos and invite him to the Kiddush, make sure he gets some, some of the best of the, of the Kiddush. He deserves it. It's a long parshias to lane. Now... My, I have a dear friend, Rabbi David Heber in Baltimore, who is is a uh, one of the big experts on calendars, and he naturally has this all in his mind. The last time Matas Masai came out on Rosh Chodesh, Rosh Chodesh of, was thirteen years ago. It's not a it's not a usual thing. And what makes it most unusual is because the only yard site that's mentioned in the Torah is the yard site of Aaron Akoyim, which is Rosh Chodesh of. And it's mentioned in this week's Parsha. The only one that's documented when the yard site was. Moshe Ben, we know he was born and died on Zion Adar, but it's not mentioned in the Torah. We learned it out in the Gemara Megillah tells us about that. And any other yard that we figure out when it was, was only something we figure out, or we know from Torah Shabal Peh. The only one in Torah Shabal in the in Chamishi Chumsha Torah that's mentioned is Misas Aaron Akoyen. And that's mentioned only in this week's Parsha, in Parsha's Masai. And, and we, we haven't read this for 13 years. Now, what's even more unusual, which Rabbi Heber said that we would never know without him, is that when it's a leap year and we spread out the Parshias, that if Rosh Chodesh of comes out in a leap year on Shabbos and we only read Parshas Masai, so then it's even something more unusual because we read the story of, of the date of of the death of Aaron in the Ali of Kohen. So the Kohen, an ancestor of, uh, a descendant of Aaron, is reading about his, the great, the first Kohen Gadol in the first Aliyah, and that happens maybe at once every 50 years. That's very, uh, very rare. That it should come out that Parshas Masai should be read on a Rosh Chodesh of. So this week it's a, it's a special and it's also special. It's my mother's yard site, Rosh Chodesh Av. She shares a yard site with, with Aaron Akoyan. And we'll try to perhaps talk about and explaining what the significance of Aaron Akoyan's yard site being Rosh Chodesh Av. And we also have this week, um, we have special guests. We have the Koltais for Shabbos. And the Koltais are dear friends for many decades. To know them before they got married, to marry them, 
uh, and share many simchas. And this year, uh, Nebuchadnezzar family has been uh, thrusted into a tremendous challenge. Their loss of their dear son, Ozzy, um, in the Miron tragedy. 13-year-old boy, it's very special, tzaddik, and special neshama. And we also, uh, we are, that is also brought uh, to our table. Everything is, everything is, is uh, not a coincidence. Nothing is a coincidence. And Parshas, Parshas Matos talks about many things. It talks about, it begins with the Parsha of Nidorim, of vows. A person makes a vow. Now, is a vow a proper thing to do, or is it not a proper thing that we can we can uh, argue the point? We find in the parsha of Nazir, there's a there's a reference that a Nazir is called. On one hand, he's called a kadosh, but on the other hand, he has to bring a korban chatos. And there's a question and a dispute between the Rambam, the Rambam, and the Ramban on what is the problem? Why does he have to bring a korban chatos? And is it a good thing? Is it a preferred thing for to to be a nazir and in general to make vows? We don't like people making vows simply for the reason because the Torah has given us a program how to reach kedusha, how to reach perfection, and if we keep to the laws of the Torah the way they're written in the Shulchan Aruch. And the way we have them, each person and family according to their minhag, we, we are promised that we are the Am Segula and you'll be the, the Kedoshim Tiyu. When people feel that they have to add different Chumras or different, uh, not just Chumras, they make a nether on something that, you know, I don't want to drink wine or I, I don't want to partake in this pleasure that the Torah does allow a person to do in measure, then perhaps that's not the right thing. He's saying that I have to be holier than thou in order to reach any madrega, and perhaps there's something that's wrong. But the, the Torah does give a mitzvah, and the mitzvah in this parsha tells us that there's something fundamental of someone who has she'ifah, someone who has goals, and someone who has, who strives for something greater. That is a Jewish and a very... Is, is a good thing. That's something that we praise. In a family unit, the Torah says that we that the husband has the right to nullify his wife's vows because the Rishonim say in, in Mesechus Nadarim that because a woman only takes the vow in order to enhance their situation, and they do it al das baila. They do it on the with the consent of their husband, in order to enhance. And if by chance somehow they misread the situation and it became a hindrance in the marriage, a hindrance in building the home, then of course they never intended. And that that is the basis of the right why the husband can nullify her vows as if they didn't make it, because she didn't make the vow when it's contrary to the husband's will and to the betterment of the home and the spirituality that whatever the vow was will bring. So 
the, the intent of any vow, of course, is, is to um, better, the, better a situation and to bring uh, sanctity and growth to a person's home. Um, of course, these parshas, again, are parshas that are read during the three weeks, and now we enter into the next stage of the nine days, that even the Sephardim have uh, uh, limitations um, of the nine days and the week of Tisha B'av, which we don't have this year because Tisha B'av is on a Sunday. So it's in that respect, uh, it's a little bit different. And the Orgadal brings from one of the Rebbe's a, um, that we're going to say in the Eicha, that we're going to say in the beginning of Eicha, it's going to say, Kol roit feha hisiguha bein hamitzarim. And the Rebbe looks at the Pasuk like only Hasidim can look at the, the, the depth of the soydas, the, the secrets that are written in the Torah. It says, Kol roit feha, which means roidev ka. Ones who run after Hashem, hisiguha, they will come to Aspirations, they will come to his hasogas means um, levels of, of attaining understanding. That's hasaga. Hisigua bein hametzarim. You will bedafke in the time of the of these three weeks, which is bein hametzarim between Shavos Batamos and 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 Tishabav. It's called the bein hametzarim. That's where you, those who are seeking. Even in this low time, which is a time of Khurban, even in the Khurban we can get messages of Aliyah, messages of closeness to Akarish Baruchu, which is a little bit hinted to in the nature of the of the fast day of of um Tishabov. We sit on the floor, on the other hand we don't say Tachnun. Maybe we'll discuss this a little bit more next week. But this is these are the Parshias that we expect to find. We who are trying to search, we're We're running after the Yud, yud K, to running after spirituality, we're looking for it. So in these parashas you'll find hints to and, and the understandings of, of uh, great uh, closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The parsha of Nidorim itself, it's, it's in, in the Rambam, it's in the Sefer of Hafla. Hafla means wonder. It's a wonder that by just our speech, we can create something that's forbidden. Just like the Torah says, don't eat pork. So when a person says, I will not put salt on my food, so salt and then make it a Beloshen Shvua, Beloshen Neder, so then it becomes as Osir as forbidden as eating anything that the Torah forbids us to eat by our speech alone. That in itself tells us the Pella, the, the wonder of the power of our speech, which again is, is connected with, with that, that because the Kodesh Baruch created the world, Ba'asara Ma'amorais, Nivru Ha'ilam, the whole world is connected and created with the 10 sayings that a Kodesh Baruch created the world, and, and therefore, the spirituality and physicality are connected. The bridge 
is through our speech. That's the pella, that's the hafla, the wonder that we can't grasp, but we know it's a reality. And in, in a way, every morning, Rav Huttner points out that, uh, I think also from the Rishonim, that that's why when we say the brachas in the morning of Asher Yatsar, we finish off that bracha, Rofechol Basar Umaflila Asois, Rofechol Basar, you are the healer of all flesh, Umaflila Asois, and you do wonders. When you do wonders, what wonders do you do? That's our connection with Elokai, Nishamash, and Asatabi. We, we connect those two brachas in the Siddur. It's, it's said that we're supposed to make these two brachas together. Halachically, it's because Elokai Nishama doesn't start with a bracha. It doesn't say Baruch Atah Hashem. So therefore we want to borrow, which again shows the connection, Rav Huttner says, the, the connection between the Gashmias, there's nothing more physical than a person taking care of his bodily needs, right? And expelling the waste of the body, which is the process of eating and processing and the body doing its thing. And the Elokai Neshama Shenasatu, the Neshama that you gave me, Tahoirahi, Atabarasa, Atayatzarta, and you put it, you put it into the body. That's what creates the human being as a human being. And the Jew, of course, with his special Neshama, and we daven to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Kolzman Shehaneshama Bekirbi, Modeani Lufanecho. I give thanks to you. Thanks to what? The thanks that you have bound the body and soul together, make them a team that is not just uh, an occasional, it's something that they're, that they're intertwined and one is, the nature of one is dependent on the nature of the other. When we do an act of a mitzvah with our bodies, it is something that we're doing with our neshama. Our neshama is functioning through our bodies. And at the same thing, you know, when our, our neshama is doing something, it's using our body, and that's how we we gain uh, kedusha. That's the that's the, f- the force and the and the definition of kedusha. And of course, this this uh, gives us the you know the the you know the the foundation of. What the Beis Hamikdash represented, the ultimate uh, vessel that is holding kedusha, Hakadoshim, the Torah, and of course the connection with the the Kain Gadol, who is the the representative, who represents the model of a neshama over body, neshama. Uh, functioning over the body and uh, this is a model and uh, like a spiritual mirror for us that's why the you know the the wash basin the key of was created by the physical mirrors that the Jewish people had that the women gave their mirrors and they didn't didn't they didn't just melt them down they cr- took the mirrors and soldered them together so when the Kayan came, he saw his reflection, and he said, this is what I'm here to do. I'm here to take the physical reflection of my body and do the Avoida and thereby send an atmosphere and a, and a um, um, 
an influence of spirit over body that should permeate the whole Klal Yisrael and the Jewish people who are the beneficiaries of the Avaidah that was done either directly for them or as an agent in the, all the Karbanas that were done was to, was to create this, this ideal um, situation that the people will see that through their actions, through their decisions, um, they can not just put mind over body, but they can put their soul, their spirit over their body and to use the body for their for ultimate uh, aspiration, she'ifos, and kedusha. Um, and Parshas Masai, which is the parsha that talks about the, the, the travels of the Jewish people. Right? Um, the travels of the Jewish people. Now, the Ramban already says that that the Torah says there was a mitzvah by Yichtov Moshe as Moitzoi Ehem lemas Ehem al pi Hashem ve'elemas Ehem lemoitzoi Ehem. This is the pasuk in, in the beginning of Parshas Masai that it, Moshe had a mitzvah to write down all of these, all of these travels. And we know that they were, um, there were 42 travels during the 40 years. And Rashi, you know, quotes, you know, why we had, why they're, why they're documented, why was the mitzvah to write it down. I mean, everything was written down in the Torah. I mean, at the end of the Torah, everything was written down. We don't have a mitzvah of ayichtoiv. Moshe, you know, they, he was told that he wrote it down. We know, we see it in the Torah, we know it was written down. But here the Pesach says, Vayichtav Moshe. Vayichtav Moshe. And Moshe wrote in Pesach, in Lamed Gimel Beis. Lamed Gimel Beis. The second Pesach in Parshas Masai. We're going to read this in Ravi. Because we, we have a minute, we, we read all the 42 in one aliyah. So it's a long aliyah. Ravi is going to be a long aliyah because it spans from Matos, the last part of Matos, from Shvi and Matos till, mm-hmm. till uh, when, they're, when they're together, um, all the way till Shlishi. Um, to sh- what, so one reason, one reason is the Ramban says, brings from the Rambam in the Mori Nevuchim, that you know, people have to see that. I mean, Rashi brings that. Um, you, you think in forty years they would have more than forty-two travels, the wandering in the desert. We we call it, right? But forty in forty-two in forty years is not so bad. It's one. It, it seems to be one a year, even though it wasn't true. Some years they traveled a lot, and some years they they stayed in certain places for years. But the Rambam says is that people shouldn't deny later on all these travels. They have to be documented, which is a very telling situation that we're talking people who deny the Holocaust and they deny other events that we have documented. We're going to read in the eight, in the Kinnis on Tisha B'Av, all of the terrible decrees and, and Holocausts and, and pogroms 
and things that happened throughout the years from the Churban, including the Churban, but the, the you know the Asara Harugi Malchus and everything else that that people will deny that. And the Rambam said that's the one reason that it was written down. The Ramban, I'll quote you. The Ramban says. Says we don't know. It was a special mitzvah. Doesn't mean it was a mitzvah. One of the six thirteen mitzvahs, right? It's a mitzvah Hashem because the Torah says by Yichtav Moshe. Obviously, Hashem told him to write it down. To write it down. I mean, he told him to write down everything. Why was there a special pasuk to write this down? Mitzvah Hashem he menatamim haniskarim. Maybe other reasons. We don't have all the secrets of why the, the travels were written down. But there are soydas. There are hidden, hidden, hidden reasons why these were written down. Ki al pi Hashem. We know the one yesoid of the, of the travels of the Jewish people was al pi Hashem yisu, al pi Hashem yachanu, which is written back, back in, the, in the beginning of Bemidbar. It was according to Hashem that they travel, and according to Hashem, they rested. Not when Moshe thought they were tired or they needed a rest or it was a nice place to visit. It was all desert, right? When the Onon, Hashem, we know when the, when the cloud of glory rested, that's when they rested. They knew it was time to, un, they unpacked. And then the next morning, it could be a few hours, the cloud of glory started lifting up. Everybody packed up. They took down the Mishkan, and they put about wagons, and as uh, as as a, one one uh, uh, woman described, it says, you know, the the wife just got finished unpacking all the all the bags for the kids and put the crib together. You know how it is. You, you put the crib together and you unpack, and all of a sudden you have to pack up again and, and leave. It's it's a big schlep. It's a big schlep. But this is the way they this is the way they traveled. And it's in this travels that we find this particular unique idea of that the the that we're told when Aaron died. Well, let, let's let's put that aside for now for a minute. In, in, the, in the writings of uh, Mordechai Miller, who was the head of the Gates at Sem, he has a sefer, Oilas Shabbat Peshabato, in Parsha's Masa, he quotes an interesting um, idea and thought process that we know in our, in our tefillah, in Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, we have beautiful songs made to this Pasuk in Yirmiyahu. We have the famous Zoharti Lo Chesed Nuraich. Remember, I remember Hashem says in the name of the Navi Yirmiyahu. Zoharti Lo, I remember Hashem says, Chesed Nuraich, the, the, the goodness, the kindness of your youth. Avas Kuloi Sayach, the love of matrimony. That Klaliso showed to Akkadish Borhu in the early stages of our relationship when we came out of Mitzrayim, Lechtech Acharai Bamidbar, Be'eretz Loizruah, that you just, I took you out of Mitzrayim and you just went into a desert, a 
plant, a place that was barren, that was not planted. I mean, so one could say, what do you mean? We had it better in Mitzrayim? We were slaves there for the hundreds of years. But Hashem looks at it, Zoharti Lochesa Nurayich. Hashem remembers this. And we say this in our tefillas, it seems to be a tremendous, we say this is a zichroinais on Rosh Hashanah, we may mention on Yom Kippur in our tefillas. It seems to be a great schus for Klal Yisrael to mention it on these great Yom Tevim. We sing it, but at the same time, you know, the Ramban says, and we see this all over the Torah, that the Jews complained. They were in the desert, we don't have water, we don't have food, we have only mon to eat, we want meat, we want to be fleshics, we want... They're constantly complaining. So Ray Miller deals with this dichotomy and this, and this Ramban that the purpose of these, of writing down these travels in the desert is to point out the nature of the Jewish people and what they're made out of. Not the fact that they're human, that they're human, we all know people are human. Human beings are human by nature, right? <laughs> but the Jewish human is, has in his core, in his source, what makes him the, the, the chosen people. HaKosh Baruch Hu tells us, They have this, it was, it was the source of it, was chesed nurayich, the kindness of your youth. There was an excitement of wanting to grow, of wanting to reach and to connect with HaKosh Baruch Hu, realizing what their purpose in this world is all about. Avas that we were building something like a marriage, something that creates eternity. A husband and wife and a family that's created by that husband and wife is, is eternal. It's something that the, the heavens, you know, the neshamas were connected, and we have to go through this silly, crazy process called Shaduchim, which doesn't make any sense. Why doesn't Moshe just send us an email? Who is your bashert? Cut, cut all the... Why? But everybody has to go through this, this search and the process and the so, individual soul searching and the highs and the lows and the disappointments. They said no and we said no and then it didn't work out and how much we spent on the dating process. Why? How many more years a person could spend in Kyle learning if they wouldn't have to date for so so long or spend all that money? Every date could you know can cost so much. But it's that's this is what Rabbi Miller says. This is the process of understanding that we, we have a core which is our neshamas are connected and and Hashem knows. Our boy the Gemara says, before a child is born, it's already destined which, who, which two are going to come from and from which family. Where's the sport that a Kosh enjoys? But it's, it's our process of connections, our human side 
And that, Akash Baruch says, you can complain all you want. The 40 years in the desert, we complained until Moshe Rabbeinu, the most patient and humble of all men, lost his cool. I'm just I'm saying, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not telling this, but Moshe Rabbeinu got upset, didn't understand. Didn't want the job, didn't, and, and, and found it difficulty at times. But this is what Rabbi Miller says, this is the process, don't we we how we have a core kedusha and a core chesed nuraiyach and avas kulosayich that is eternal and is part of us. We can never erase that from from a Jewish person, from a Jewish soul. And this is the, the this is what Klal Yisrael is built on, and this is what what we are told. And these forty two travels, and by the way. Our connection to this is through the Torah. And that's why the 42 Masois are a hint to Vidibarta Bum. Bum is, is Gematria 42. Membeis. Vidibarta Bum, we connect us with the Torah. We can be able to be successful in our travels. We're all travels, travelers. We're all traveling. On what passport doesn't make a difference. We're all traveling through time. We're all Golos, Golos Jews. And these are the weeks of Golos. These are the weeks of, of uh, the Bein HaMetzorim that we're... And even though we don't have a Beis HaMikdash, which was definitely, you know, our compass, how to travel, when to travel, when to... We had it easy. Baruch gave us a core source through the Torah. That's why every Sefer Torah has 42 lines on each page. It's all hinting to that we should see this image in front of us of our core of who we are and why we travel, what makes us tick. This is the Kedusha. This is the Kedusha that, that uh, it lies in, this, in, this, uh, in this, uh, tra- these travels. Um, and this is why even though the Parsha of the death of Aaron was written and happened back in Parsha's Chukas, after they, you know, he was tied in with the hitting of the rock, what Moshe said, and they both were, and, and Aaron died. But there it doesn't say the date. Imagine in the real story, it doesn't say the date of when, when Aaron died. Only in Parsha's Masai does it say Which is which is fascinating. You look on the in, on page nine twenty, in pasuk, Lamed Gimel, Lamed Zion. It says Vayisu mikodesh, Vayachanu b'hor hahor, and they rest on the mountain of mountains, b'ktsei eretz Edom, Vayal Aaron hakoyin el hor hahor, al pi Hashem, Vayomas sham bishnas. Ha'arboim in the fortieth year, Lotzeis b'nei Yisrael meretz Mitzrayim, b'chodesh ha'chamishi in the fifth month, which is of be'echad la'chodesh in the first day of that month. That's not written Parshas Chukas and repeated here. It's only written here. Why? In all of these travels, 
Rabbi Moshe Wolfson points out, it's very interesting. He says, we go through many, all the travels. F- famous travels are mentioned here. And look how they're written. Vayachanu al hayamsuf. Vayisum yamsuf. Hello? You know what happened at the yamsuf? There was a little uh, event there, you know. <laughs> no mention of it. Then we go, Vayisu, Vayisu, Vayisu mirfidim, Vayachanu b'midbar Sinai, in the desert of Sinai. Vayisu b'midbar Sinai. No mention of what some little event that happened in, in Sinai. What's going on here? When it comes to Aaron, all of a sudden, har har har, oh, har har har. Vayal, <laughs> our whole Pusuk, a whole long Pusuk. The Yemoshua Aaron Arnakoyan went up to the har har har. We know where the har har. Alpi Hashem, and he died there, and it's giving us the whole date, the whole pasuk in the Torah. What's going? What's going on here? I think I think the idea is because what we're saying that Arnakayan represented the best and the n- nucleus level of kedusha of a, of a Jew, and Dafki he died in Har Har. Our trajectory of a Jew is we're climbing, we're going, we're raising ourselves physically and spiritually. We're not just, not just journeying through life. We are climbing. And Aaron Akayan shows us that all our travels in life, even the ones that ultimately are going to be the months of Chorban are still possibilities and opportunities for, for closeness. Those who are running after and always climbing. <clears throat> like the Pasuk says, We say it on Sunday's Yoyim, Pasuk and Tillim. Who is climbing the mountain of Hashem, and then the most important pasuk, There are a lot of people who climb the mountain, but then they quickly run back down. The the idea is that we want to stay there. That's the kikapayim. Those are the people that work on themselves, that grow, and they search and and strive to make their steps uh, meaningful. That was what Aaron Akayan, and Aaron Akayan becomes that model for all times, even in the month of Of, which by the way, Of is father, which also uh, gives us to understand that our closest of a father, which fathers sometimes has to discipline, <clears throat> but clearly it's never to destroy, it's never to undermine, never to it's never to um, put down the child in in but rather to teach to instruct to educate to train and something that process is a is a uh, difficult one one that 
you don't readily see a mother has a mother a father have to bring their child to the doctor have to give them bitter medication and make sure and hold their mouth open if they don't want to take that medication because and the kid is scream, screaming and 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 hitting and but the father holds the child down by force at the doctor's office to get the shot and the kid is saying you hate me and i hate you and what are you doing to me but saving his life that's the chaydish of. Sometimes we need, we need discipline. Sometimes, and this is what Arna Kayan is there to be written in this parsha Badafka, not in parshas Chukas. These parshas that are bein amitzarim, that we can read that even the chaydish of, where we were gonna, we see churban after churban after churban. These are months of integral aliyah. And the, the Svarim, the, the Sefer called Megala Amukah, it's written, written by Reb Nassim Shapira of Krakow. Yeah, there's a, you can go visit his, uh, his kever in Krakow, the Megala Amukah. He writes a, a hint and from the beginning of the Parsha. Look back at page 918. Eile Masai B'nei Yisrael. So he finds a hint, again with his pure eyes. He says, the Russia Tevis, Aleph, Mem, Bez, Yud stand for the four Goliaths, Edoim, Modai, Bavel, and Yavon. See that? How the people looked, how holy people looked at the Torah and they saw a message. These are the four Goliaths that, that, that we're, we're going through. And, you know, in. This is this I think is a <clears throat> this is the message. This is what you know I saw, you know, in my mother. Um, you know, the, the, this week's parsha talks about Ori Miklat, right? That they go to cities of refuge. Even a murderer who killed unintentionally. Has to be faced with that. He has to go to the Ari Miklat, which also was a rehabilitation. It wasn't jail. There's no concept of jail in, in Judaism. It was a rehabilitation. He lived there with, with all the respect. On the contrary, if he needed his Rebbe, his Rebbe also went to Golis with him, the Gemara says. Um, but he lived there until when? Until the Kain Godel died. <laughs> it just until the kind God. Sometimes it was a long time. Sometimes it was a short time. The kind God was an old man. They just put in a new kind God, a young, nice, young, healthy guy. So the Mishnah in, in Maka says, the Mishnah in Maka says that Imoiseyem Shel Kohanim Gedolim used to bring food and clothing to the inmates, to these killers in the in the Ari Miklat. In order that the these killers shouldn't daven, that their sons should should die. The Meshachachma says interesting. He says that we we see that it, it, since all of the Jewish people cried when Aaron Akoyan died, so he says must be there were there were no killers in the desert. 
because the killers of Bishoigeg, who had to go to the Ari Halavim, which in the desert before the Ari Likud were, they, they were Kailat, they should be happy that Aaron died because now they, go, they can go back home. For the fact that everybody, the Torah says, Kol Beis Yisrael, all the Jewish people died, uh, were, ha- were sad when Aaron died, must be that there were no killers. So you see that the, the people were looking forward to the Kohen God who died. So the Gemara asks, what do you mean, and, and if they're going to daven that the, the Kohen God should die, they're going to die? Why should, why should they die? What do they do? So the Gemara, the Gemara says, show you, they should have davened. They should have davened on their generation that there shouldn't be even killers b'shoigig. And that's why the mothers came. But, you know, we see, we see that the, you know, the, the, the mothers came, the mothers added a dimension to the, on top of the lesson of what Arna Koyun, the Koyun Go represented. And they gave them a, a natural feeling like only a mother can, a feeling of self-worth, a feeling of that you can, you can rise above this momentary fall. You know, and I remember different situations where I, you know, I wasn't so happy and my mother would write me a letter and send it to me in yeshiva or she were in our many discussions. It was always an encouraging word, always an encouraging um, gesture that, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't such an easy child to raise. <laughs> I was very mischievous in my young years. And my mother believed in me, and I knew she, I could see she believed in me. And, and this is what the Imoiseyim shall, shall the Kohanim Gedolim, wasn't so much that they, it was also they shouldn't daven, that they, but the main thing they wanted them to get out of the Ari Miklat, what the Ari Miklat had to offer. There was a lot of wisdom in the mitzvah that a, a person who kills Beshoigeg can gain by going to the Ori Miklat. Look at your surroundings. Gain from your experience. Yeah, you're not home. You don't have your, your own bed to sleep in. You but you're with the Leviim. Learn from them. The Sefer Achinuch says that the idea was to learn from the Leviim. They're holy people. Have a chavrusa with them. Enjoy your surroundings. Don't just count the days that the Kohen Godel could die that I can get out of here. You're missing out on the whole opportunity. Sometimes you get stuck in traffic. So it's an opportunity to be able to listen to another shear or look at your surroundings. Wow, I can see something that you never saw before. Sometimes we have to open our eyes. And mothers have that, that ability to make us not just look beyond, but to look at the here and the now and to give... Um, the, the meaning to even difficult times. And this is what, on top of what Aaron Akoyim represents, we see the, the mothers of the Kahanam Gedolim wanted the inmates to appreciate um, the rehabilitation process and to take, make, make use out of it. And 
this is a, this is a lesson of, of our all tr our travels and tribulations in life, life uh, um, to enjoy the good times and to see the good in what is the unexpected. Sometimes we sometimes we we have to stop somewhere, or someone. Uh, how many times do we what we call hashgacha? You know, you you meet someone and through that. It networks you into an opportunity that you would never have had, and you meet someone, and you get take a call, or you uh, bump into someone that that uh, opens up doors and opportunities. That could either bring you to your shidduch, or it could bring you to your the other opportunities, parnasa, and we didn't expect it, we didn't want it, but if we embrace it. This is the lesson of Aaron Akayan. He was the, the quintessential Oyev Shalom, Roydev Shalom, Oyev Esabriyais. That basic love is not his own love. It's a love that we have to remember Hashem loves us. Hashem wants us to, to and, and Hashem looks through all of the complaining, like we started, and says, I, all, What I see is Chesed. Nuraich, I see kindness that you did for me. I see avas kuloisayich. I see that love. Of course, there are moments that we complain. Not everything, but let's try to maximize the potential. Let's try to take advantage. And this is what Rosh Chodesh, because on Rosh Chodesh, you know, we praise, we sing Hallel. On Rosh Chodesh, even Rosh Chodesh of, we sing Hallel, and we're going to say tomorrow. We're going to say Hallelujah, Avde Hashem, praiseworthy are the servant. That's us, the servants of Hashem. Yehi Shem Hashem Mevoyrach Meatovi Adilom, Mi Mizrach Shemesh Ad Mevoyoy, from the east coast to the west coast. Right, all of our travels, we say Hallelujah, Avde Hashem. We, we embrace the the Hallelujah like we. Learned in the Gemara Mishnah and Sukkah that we respond hallelujah, that we see the praiseworthiness that it's Hashem is leading us by the hand, and then we will be able to see Al Pi Hashem Yachanu, Al Pi Hashem Yisu, that we travel all of our travels and through the world um, are designed for us by Akadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore there could be nothing better. And we just have to sometimes wait and see what is Hashem going to teach us, and what is going to how the what benefit are we going to gain? And in this way, um, we can come to the these parshias and hang on through the two hundred and fifty-one psukim or two hundred and forty-four psukim of Matas Masai, and then we scream out together with our our the whole shul Chazak Chazak. That everybody has to have uh, in each situation. We're all in Golis and we're all in the times of Chorban. But we still can say, Chazak, Chazak, Nishazek. Hashem will show us uh, the, uh, that this is the path and no other. We have to have our path. We have to have our situation. We have to have our experiences. And no other experience would be better for us. That's an Avaida. That's. That's a big Avaida, but the Avaida is available to us with the help of Aaron, 
Hakayan, who was Nifter on Rosh Chodesh of and all the great mothers of Klal Yisrael, um, um, that that uh, that teaches this lesson. Have a good Shabbos. Good Shabbos.